0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
1: the future of radio is here.
2: Funemploymentradio.com.
1: I don't know. After reading that article, it just made so much sense to me. And that's really? like finally, you it's found like, finally yourself? something clicked. <laughs> you know, and I don't know, maybe it's the exhaustion or maybe it's just the idea that this is the direction I was always meant to go in. But I you think found your path. I might have found my path, and it's a little bit weird. It's a little weird.
2: I mean, I would I would assume that your path would be. But a little I think weird. it's
1: it's perfect timing for the summer, you know. And I could bring him along with me wherever I go. I think wow. this is a good idea. Okay. I think I, I may have figured something right, out. We should talk about it. I'm in the market for it. Hello, everyone. <laughs> This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler. Here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. I do want to say a thank you to everybody who goes to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and clicks on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page when you are perusing the, the websites that you go to. Uh, just make sure you go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon link. Didn't make any sense what I just said, but It was that's the good. Main as long as you're saying there. Amazon link and you're yeah. just like
2: beating that dead horse, that's okay. That's, uh, yeah, I got to beat can that horse. Can you even say beating a dead horse anymore?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I suppose you can. I mean, it's
2: really offensive to horses, it's, yeah, it's, especially <laughs> dead ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think the point is it's pointless to beat a dead horse.
2: But why would you beat a live horse?
1: Well, there's lots of reasons you would do that. I'm not, say, I'm not I, implying sound, anybody should. Do not should. sound like
2: you're advocating horses. I am not horses. an advocate
1: for beating horses at all. Dead
2: or alive. No. We I, are against horse beating.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I have no problem making that stance. That Fun Employment I Radio... I
2: feel 100% comfortable saying that Fun against, Employment Radio is against horse is beating. Is against
1: horse beating. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're against horse beating, what you should do is vote for Fun Employment Radio for the best podcast in Willamette Week's poll because that's the only way to show your support against horse because
2: beating. Because who are we to say that the other podcasts aren't for horse I can't beating
1: say it. I, can't guarantee. I can't
2: i can't 100 tell you nope. that they are not pro beating horses i don't know yeah but you know what you can rest assured yeah. that here at fun employment radio we are anti Horse beating?
1: Yeah, we we are anti horse beating. We are on the record as saying that. And I don't like Sarah said. I don't think the other podcasts, as far as I know, they haven't made that stance. So I mean, it
2: would be irresponsible of us to put any words into their mouths. No, because I, we don't
1: know. for I sure. I have to assume they're pro horse beating, but I, you know, just based on a safety mm-hmm. issue. Uh, but what you can do is go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and we do have a link to that as well, to to where you can uh, vote for us for Lament Week's Best of Portland poll. We're under the Media and Personalities section, and uh, that would be awesome if you go there and uh, give us a vote. That would be fantastic. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to today because it is Bridgetown Comedy Festival Week, and uh, when uh, we just uh, did an interview with... One of our new friends now, Katie Wynn. Mm-hmm. Katie Wynn, comedian. She is really funny. She's and she great. has such
2: a great she's, voice, too. You'll she hear does. it once we. Well, she's, she's got
1: a teacher voice. She has
2: a teacher voice, and it's very like. Uh, like it's very like steadily paced. Like she has a good mm-hmm. like timbre to it. Yeah. Like you'll you'll hear it. Like she has a very pleasant voice. Yes, a, ple- and she's, a pleasant
1: voice. She does. It, she, it's true. I mean, we hear I a mean, lot of right. voices
2: in what we do, and she's just like very pleasant, like a soothing teacher voice. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's mm-hmm. a very
1: good that's a very good way to put it. But funny um, as well. But also funny mm-hmm. and performing all over Bridgetown Comedy Festival. So she's got a bunch of shows, and she's going to be uh, talking all about that. We'll play that interview here in just a little bit. Before we get to that, though, I figured like I, I do need to explain what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, and. You know, With Bridgetown Comedy Festival, there's just a lot that goes on during the week, and so sleep's kind of a a limited thing. So I don't think that has anything to do with it, though, because I normally don't get much sleep. Mm -hmm. But I read this article last night, and I've been thinking about, and and Sarah knows this, I've been thinking about getting another pet.
2: Yes. It's been far, far, far too long, and Greg's one of those people that needs an animal.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I I think I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Since, since my dog died. Uh, that was quite a while ago. But then I've had roommates with pets and now there's no, no pet. And uh, I think it's about time. Yeah. I think it's time. But I think I want to go in a different direction. And it's because of this. Are you going to become the, the cat person? No, I'm not getting a cat. I'm not getting a cat. What I'm looking at is this. I read an article. I read an article last night. And it said this. I'll just read the title. When squirrels were one of America's most popular pets. Now, let me explain. Let me explain. Reading this thing, there was apparently in the 1700s all the way up to the mid-1900s, squirrels were one of the most popular pets in America. Okay, so it's a very American tradition to have a squirrel. I want to explain. How, when what it. Okay,
2: time frame was this? From
1: the 1700s all the way up to the to the mid 1900s. Then they then they went out of fashion because the anti squirrel conglomerates tried to tried to shut this down. I want to explain though. Uh, so, the people would keep squirrels as pets. There's all these different portraits of people holding their squirrel pets. What? Yes, and they would train them and
2: portraits of squirrel pets. Oh yeah,
1: portraits of squirrel, squirrel. pets. And, it, you know, they're, apparently That's they can learn their names and all kinds of things. So I think what I need to do oh is gosh, maybe I should por- be.
2: Or, you want to be a squirrel guy? I might
1: want to be the squirrel guy. Now, I want to know, is that too far? Is That's that too, too far. Portland?
2: That's too far. Don't you? Greg, I think that you're, you are so discombobulated this week because you have so much going on that you have forgotten that we used to know a squirrel person.
1: Well, we know we know squirrel people in uh, – Trudy's a squirrel person.
2: Well, no, not – no, Trudy's normal and lovely, and she's my favorite Florida woman. Not Trudy. I'm talking about – remember at the radio station?
1: No. There huh. was the
2: girl – the squirrels would get into the uh, ceiling of the station,
1: oh. and she would take home all of the squirrels. That's right. I do remember and her doing that. she was the
2: squirrel girl, and who – and – I'm sorry. Nobody was really, like, thinking that the squirrel girl was pretty cool. They're just like, oh, that's the
1: girl. That no, but see, what if – but let me sell you on it. Let me sell you on it. Like, so I would have the squirrel. You know, you can take the squirrel out with you. And so I could like on a leash, especially I could put a leash on it, especially for the summer. It would be perfect. Like who wouldn't want to be around the squirrel guy during the summer? Like I go out to like a bar and I'm sitting outside like, hey, what's that in your pocket? Oh, it's just my buddy, my squirrel. And then I pull out a squirrel, you know, and he's got his big tail and he wraps around things and he hops around on, on other people's tables and things like that. And everybody would love it. I think it would be I think I would be very popular.
2: Oh my god, as so I am guy. looking at this and holy shit, like squirrels. I'm not joking. You're yes. not joking. People squirrels used wrote to be. poetry about their squirrels. I'm looking at this. They they had portraits painted of them with their squirrels. Uh
1: huh. uh uh-huh.
2: Uh this woman uh submitted a poem in on uh, December fifteenth, seventeen sixty eight about her sadness of the death of her squirrel, uh, Phil. Yes.
1: Yes. See? A thing so oh, pretty. Oh, Phil, that's a good name for a squirrel. A thing
2: so pretty as my Phil, a thing so sprightly and so queer, the pet I loved so very dear to rob me of the pretty elf. Nothing is enjoying my woes. Oh, could my squirrel but survive, but he is gone, ne'er to return. It's a sad story. It is, really. Yeah, therefore I'll seek another pet. Wow, she got over him pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> 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 well, there's squirrels. There's lots of them. Okay, but what do you think about that? Should I get a squirrel? It'd be easy to take care of. It can run around here in the studio, you know, burrow into things. And Don't
2: they have, like, diseases? Uh, they probably have
1: ticks or something, but I'm sure I can get the ticks off of them. I, I mean, I'm just asking you. it a
2: fluffy you. squirrel?
1: Uh, it'll have a fluffy like, tail. Can I hug it? I don't know. I'm probably just going to find one in my backyard, and I'll trap it, and then I'll make it my, my pet.
2: I don't think you should find a rabid backyard squirrel and make it your <laughs> There's know. a lot of them out there. Yeah.
1: I'm sure I could probably rope one of them in.
2: I mean, you have the squirrel superhighway outside of your house, too.
1: Okay, it is being noted by Jasmine, nothing would scream hipster like a pet squirrel. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. You'd be the guy, like, next you have to grow out a handlebar mustache and then just have your squirrel on your shoulder all <laughs> have a squirrel And you ride your bike around town, ride your fixie.
1: With my squirrel on my shoulder?
2: With your cut-off Levi's uh, With my yorks. summer squirrel? hmm
1: A summer squirrel. That's what I think I need to get. Just
2: because they both start with the letter S doesn't mean that it needs to be a it's thing. It's a summer
1: squirrel. You know, winter comes around, Yeah, I may set him loose. But the, I, think, I think this would be a...
2: Is that the reason why you would want a squirrel? Because you don't have to really commit? Because you could like just let it go at any time you're once like, you yeah. get bored of
1: it? Sam, you're going out in the backyard. Sam, I think is what his name would be. Sam the Squirrel. That's a pretty good name. Sam, Sammy. Sammy. There it is. So I could have Sammy you know, with me wherever I go and uh, I think this could be a I think this would be a very good idea for me. What do you think? I, Let me throw it out there. I just want to throw it out there.
2: I kind of want you to get a dog for selfish reasons because I miss hugging dogs all the time. yeah, and that's like my favorite thing to do. Yeah, if you know me, you know that I love to hug dogs. So that's, that's just, true. It, it is it's a thing that I like. I don't know if I can get as fulfilling of a hug from a squirrel with rabies and maybe ticks. Than I would from a fluffy dog. Okay. I'm just thinking if you're going for one or the other, uh-huh. I'm gonna go team dog.
1: Uh-huh. Because, uh huh.
2: Because I don't know that I don't quite know the shelf life of squirrels.
1: I'm not sure. Again, I'm not um, gonna be that committed to it. Well, unless I really like it. Um, but I could. But the squirrel would be really easy to bring out, and it would look cool. Like if you were at a bar and you saw a guy, you know, fishing around in his pocket, and then he pulls out, he's like, "Hey, would you like to see my pet?" And he pulls out a squirrel. Okay,
2: first of all, I'm not going to stand around while some guy's fishing around in his pants. Well,
1: he's, you know, squirreling around in there. And, uh, you know, and, and then he pulls something out, and you see, like, this, some movement underneath his shirt. He's like, sorry, I didn't know if they allowed pets in here. I brought my squirrel with me. What would you think of that guy?
2: I would think that he's a weirdo and ask him to get the rodent out of the bar. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but wouldn't you want to pet his rodent?
2: Really, Greg? You're going for that? What? That sounds like a euphemism. Oh,
1: I'm... I honestly, I'm not trying to go for a euphemism. I'm really talking about a squirrel.
2: I mean, yeah, if somebody had like a a calm, trained, non-rabies infected squirrel and I was allowed to pet it. I mean, yeah, I'd pet it.
1: See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I think that this is this is a good idea for me. Well, I'm going to think about it. It's clearly something that I need to work on. I mean, this sounds like it's an American pastime that I could bring back. The squirrel guy. And I'd Are you be known all around town. I could bring my squirrel on the bus when I'm riding the bus. I could actually get quite a bit of publicity off of this thing, and I'd be the squirrel guy of Portland. You know, I go downtown. I could teach it tricks.
2: It is saying that the gray squirrel is the easiest tamed to be a pet.
1: All right. Uh, do I we have, have gray squirrels around here? I don't uh, think we. do. I don't think so.
2: I don't. I think we have. What kinds of squirrels do think, we have? Uh,
1: they have. There's some like down by my parents' house. You know I don't. What? We have really brown like shit squirrels. That's kind of what we have around here.
2: Okay. Uh, Greg, also, I'm looking at this uh, and it does say that squirrels were a very popular pet in the 1700s. Um, But they're also just equally Uh as popular were pet beavers.
1: Uh, I don't want a beaver. No. No.
2: And they also said, and also,
1: raccoons. Damn beavers, cut your trees down. Mm-hmm. Uh, raccoon, nah. I mean, a raccoon would be all right, but they're a little bit too smart. You
2: can train and tame beavers uh, to such an extent that they can bring home, like they'll go fishing for you and bring home what they catch.
1: They'll go fishing for what? Really?
2: Uh huh. At least in the 1700s, they had magical yeah beavers who would go and get your fish.
1: It would bring you a fish back. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh.
2: Yeah, and if the if their um, owners, if their master went with them on a boat, wait so- a
1: minute, they're called. What's okay. Like,
2: that's what they call like. Yeah, I know. Owners. I'm I know just that wondering like when is this? Uh, yeah, okay. It's from 1700. Okay. This is, this is when it was. Uh uh-huh. All right. So their owner
1: Beaver wasn't a name for some kind of person, was it? This isn't like an.
2: No, it's be it's
1: like an actual beaver. Yes, beavers okay. and raccoons. Right. Okay. No, okay. it said
2: uh some would go with their owners wherever they wanted. If the uh, the owner went out on the boat, uh the uh then they would have the beaver come with them, jump in the water and they would come up with a fish. Well,
1: that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could maybe my dream of having a bunch of weird pets really could start mm-hmm. to start to work. I ease in with the squirrel.
2: Uh, raccoons aren't good pets it says because they uh have They're too smart. They're thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're
1: little bastards.
2: They're little thieving bastards. Yeah,
1: no, I don't want a raccoon around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are they're way too smart anyway, and they've got like sharp teeth. No, I don't want that. No, I want a squirrel that I can, you know, that that I can just bring around with me and that uh uh women will love. So I think that's really how I have to go with it. I'm going to become a squirrel guy, sir. What are you reading right now?
2: I'm just looking at all the squirrel pictures. I'm sorry, Greg. Like, you can't just throw, hey, squirrels were like the most popular 17th century I do find pets. that
1: fascinating, though. I find it very yeah. fascinating.
2: And I'm sorry that all of a sudden now I'm looking at hundreds of paintings of people with their pet squirrels. There's so
1: many. Like, people don't There's do that so many portraits many. of them with their animals. Like, you paint dog portraits. but you yes, am a dog persons... portrait
2: painter and now a cat portrait painter, too. What about a squirrel? I'd paint a squirrel. Yeah? I like squirrels. Okay. I mean, nobody's asked me to paint a squirrel. And
1: again, um, you know, we should be asking uh, our our friend Trudy in Florida because I know she's friends with the squirrels in her backyard. They have different kinds of squirrels, though. They look like they're big, like majestic looking ones. Yeah, she has a big ones. majestic fluffy squirrel. Yeah. That Seriously, looks like she here it's, can pet it. it's a whole bunch of shit squirrels. Yeah, here yeah. they're
2: like uh, you either see them and they're either like eating something they shouldn't mm-hmm. be, or they're like flat in the middle of the road. Well, Sorry, yeah, there's Trudy, a lot didn't of that. that.
1: There's a lot of those. But if I got a really cool one, now nah, I'd probably just get one from my backyard. That'd be easier. So I'd have I'd have a shit squirrel, but he would be awesome. Sam would be really cool.
2: Is that the name of your squirrel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. My well, I'm sure squirrel. that
2: Katie is very excited that we're going to be playing her interview. I'm sure, she's stoked right to be on this after episode. this squirrel talk. Uh, <laughs>
1: No, all right, but anyway, it's true. If you didn't know, squirrels were once a very popular pet in the United States of America, and I may be a squirrel owner if you have a lead on where I can get a squirrel.
2: I thought you said you were getting a... one from your backyard.
1: Well, I'm probably going to get one from my backyard, but yeah. if somebody has, like, an extra squirrel that they're getting rid of, you know, maybe I can snatch uh, it up. I don't think that's the thing. You know, a pre-trained squirrel, that'd be great. I needed to, like, crack open nuts in front of people just to, as a party joke. I'd be like, hey, give it a walnut, and you know, like... It'll crack then it open. And you take
2: the nut away from it? Yeah,
1: then, I, That's t- yeah, then cool. I eat it. Yeah. Well, I'll give him a little, maybe I'll give him a little bit of it or something. No, probably not. I'll just make him crack open, crack open nuts, and then uh, he can open beers and things like that. And then his tail can, like, clean off tables. Yeah, this like is going to be a pretty duster? good. Yeah, like a duster. Yeah, this is going to be pretty good for me. I think this is really going to work out. Yeah, oh, look at that. See, in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, uh, our buddy Mr. Janky, He had a squirrel. Looks like.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. See. So there we go. All
2: right. That squirrel's pretty darn cute.
1: Squirrel man. Hey, have you seen that squirrel man? Yeah. I think this is gonna work out for me. It's an idea, anyway.
2: So, do you think the squirrel will ease you into the dog? That's what you're saying.
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe just getting another squirrel. Summer squirrels. Yeah. All what right. do
2: you do with the squirrel? Would you keep it in a cage? Do you keep it in your room? In my pocket. No, but when you're like, you can't have it in your pocket all the time, like. Why not? What would it be doing right now if you had the squirrel?
1: You'd be hiding in my pocket. I don't.
2: Do you know how big squirrels are and how big your pockets are?
1: Mm, well, I'll get a bigger pocket. I mean,
2: you could have to get some Jenkos or something.
1: All right. To fit squirrels in there. That's fine. I'll so you block change in. your it. I mean, I got to bring them to the bar with me. That's going to be the whole point because people need to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, but I got to like sneak them in places. Sneak my squirrel in. Okay. I'd sneak my squirrel into Bridgetown. That's what I would do. I would be really popular at Bridgetown if I had brought my squirrel in. You don't have a squirrel to bring. No, uh, that's why I'm saying I would like one. Okay. All right, that's enough squirrel talk. Yes. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's play our interview with Katie Wynn. Katie is going to be at Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Get your tickets at bridgetowncomedy.com.
2: And she'll actually be doing Earthquake Hurricane, which is the kickoff show for Bridgetown and that's happening tonight. Tonight. At Bossa Nova Ballroom. Tonight. So the, the festival officially goes underway tomorrow, but there are lots of, you know, pre-shows and this is going to be one of them and it's mm-hmm. always a lot of fun. And this is the first time we met Katie and she's just uh, she was very wonderful. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and I'm looking
2: forward to seeing her because I've heard nothing but great things about yeah, the comedy. Yeah, me too.
1: Me too. And you can get your tickets, like I said, at BridgetownComedy.com. There's so many things that are going on with this show. And yeah, tonight's, tonight's the unofficial kickoff. So tonight's show actually would be a good one to go to if you want to see. I'm going to guess everybody who's in town already is going to show up at this thing. Mm-hmm. So you never know who you're going to see. Maybe Patton Oswalt walks in the door. You know, it does a set. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's very possible he's in town or, uh, you know, all kinds of different people. Everybody that's performing. It's just a great lineup. But Katie's fantastic. So let's go ahead and play our interview with her right now here on Fun Employment Radio.
0: You're listening to the Fun
1: Employment Radio Network. a
2: couple times. Is it something that you look forward to all year? Can I tell you something right now?
1: (laughs) I just totally screwed up and I didn't hit record. Are you (laughs) fucking kidding (laughs) me? Oh, my God. (laughs) I am so sorry. Oh. I've done,
2: like, five shows today.
1: Yeah, we have... Okay, let's just do it. Let's just go right into it. (laughs) Sarah's going to kill me. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. This is not at all awkward because I didn't hit record the first time around. Hello, everyone. And, of
2: course, it's the first time we're having her on, and now we look like we don't know what Dude, we're I doing. Dude, I know.
1: It's, it's exactly why I would do that right now. Of course it uh, is. Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Joining us now, uh, someone who probably thinks we're completely unprofessional, uh, but yet is a professional comedian performing five different shows at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. It's Katie Wynn. Hello. Hello.
2: Hi. <laughs> Hi, Katie. I feel like we just did this. Yeah, deja vu. Gosh, I what know. a
1: weird way to start this off. I totally, just behind the scenes, and our listeners will, will like this. I forgot to hit record. Cord. I'm sorry. Yes. A it little happened. discombobulated. A little well, bit. you
2: were helping me. So my car all of a sudden just stopped working. So he had to help me try to pry apart the shifter thing. Yes. Oh. So my car's kind of sitting there slightly disabled out in the parking lot.
0: Oh, that's a big it, problem I have.
2: It, it, is. Is. it is. It is. Now I actually have to insert tweezers like into <laughs> a hole next to the shifter in order to get it. There's to no changed. way that's
1: an actual, I mean, I figured that out to make it work, but I'm sure that is not a safe thing to do awesome so I just, because uh, I totally
2: don't need my car to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. So okay. that'll be good. Well,
2: anyway. Katie, welcome. As <laughs> Because we were saying it's the first time we've uh, had the pleasure of having you on the show. And uh, so you were saying that the first time that you did Bridgetown was in 2014, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this will be the second time performing, but you volunteered throughout? Yeah. I
0: love volunteering every single year.
2: Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it must be such a good like networking to be able to like meet people that you know or like maybe that you didn't know that you can you know bond with.
0: Yeah. And it I'm I've, I'm always been a venue coordinator, which is kind of like helping volunteers and managing volunteers, and then I'm a teacher, so like I get to use skills that I don't normally use in oh, okay. in comedy, just oh, yeah. like directing people and being very and communicating very clearly and having expectations and things like that. So <laughs> what kind
2: of teacher are you? What do you
0: teach? Uh, I teach high school. Oh, oh, wow. wow.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Is there a subject in particular?
0: Um, so, my school is 40% Latino students. So, we're actually able to offer language arts in Spanish for kids who are bilingual but not biliterate. So, it's almost like Spanish literacy for native speakers and immersion students.
1: Wow.
2: How wonderful. Yeah, it's that really, is really,
1: really
2: cool. Great. Oh, do you corp- incorporate that at all into your comedy when you are performing? Or I know you do a lot of improv as well and mm-hmm. do sketch comedy.
0: Not a ton. Every once in a while, because the thing is, when I when I speak in Spanish in front of people, that often is the punchline because they, just because they don't expect me to speak Spanish, <laughs> which is kind of weird, just because because I'm a Vietnamese person. Um, so I, I use it sparingly. I use Spanish sparingly, but the skills are very transferable. I mean, yeah. the idea is mm. clear communication and being really animated and selling it, and that's I mean that's teaching in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. My mother's actually a
2: Spanish teacher,
0: nice. and it's the
2: bane of her existence that neither my sister nor I – we just – it's never <laughs> stuck, and I've tried, and I i would love to learn how to speak fluent Spanish, and I just – I've never been able to.
0: There's That's, language brain. I Some people yeah. have different kinds of my, – my brain is geared toward language, but like spatial intelligence, I have none. I, I don't know where I
2: am right now. <laughs> really? Like, it's that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing.
0: But like languages, it clicks
2: for me. Well, it is kind of like a little
0: uh, like dark cave in here right now anyway. You can't now, quite tell. You've
1: it's been doing comedy for, for a long time. Have you uh, – like when did you start –
0: um, coming up on, f- or just about five and a half years now. Nice.
1: But that's long enough to where possibly a student could have come to your show. Has that happened at all yet?
0: Not, well, mm, the closest was when a student I had when I was student teaching, um, went to a show. A lot of stand up shows aren't all ages venues. Yeah. The only all ages venues I do tend to be improv, um, which is like, I don't, I don't tend to go very blue with improv to begin with, um. So, yeah, but I don't know if she recognized me because I had had her a few years before. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, there's not a ton of under-18-year-olds going to comedy shows. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's an all-ages venue that's always all-ages. Not that – like, Helium sometimes is like, 18-plus or something. Yeah, sometimes like they too. do. Yeah, in, like, the
2: midday shows, they'll sometimes have those, too.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah but, I guess I was thinking more of somebody that you taught, like, five years ago is now 21. Oh. Yeah, because they could be, like, you mm-hmm. know. Like, I mean, not that it matters. Different. It's not like there's anything – you know, that you'd be worried. I just wonder if that would be strange, seeing a student in the audience or it not. It
0: would be weird. It. um so I The think, mixing
1: of the two worlds, I guess.
0: I think they'd be surprised just in the sense that anybody is surprised when they find out that someone they know does comedy. But I don't think they'd be surprised in terms of my personality. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of humor and I make a fool out of myself <laughs> in the classroom for their – for their benefit. That, um, so did
2: my mom. Well, she just recently retired, but that's what made her such a great teacher because you have to like be willing to throw yourself into it.
0: Yeah. And just make yourself seem – because part of teaching is modeling making mistakes and modeling correcting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if a teacher won't admit that they make mistakes or they won't like – you know if they won't goof around every once in a while, I feel like you're not right. doing everything that you need to be doing. Yeah, That
1: would make it harder to relate to. I mean I, I remember just growing up, the teachers, yeah, that would goof around or – just be kind of ridiculous every now and then would relate to them way more. Well, those more are the than, ones that are memorable. Yeah, I mean, Those exactly. are the teachers I
2: remember. There's some, like, mm-hmm. nameless teachers who didn't really make an impact, and then there are the ones that made you feel okay about yourself and that, yeah, you can make a mistake.
0: Yeah, and, like, pointing out, like, will point out when, like, I have a stain on my clothes. You know, just, like, mm. normalizing yeah. all those little things <laughs> that kids freak out about but that, like, as an adult aren't actually always normalized but that you hope that they will take care of that in the future. So, yeah, yeah, I'm always trying to... Have relate. you ever
2: taught any other grades or has it just mostly been high school?
0: Uh, I'm also a, a camp counselor at heart, so I love the middle school. Look I at love you, molding the all cabin. the minds. That's awesome. It's <laughs> fun. It's it's I don't know, it's very it's a different kind of energy working with kids and it's not yep. just like I get to wield authority and influence mm. so much as like I feel better when I'm around people who aren't jaded yet. Yeah.
1: Ah, um, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's get to the comedy
2: side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's talk about jaded people. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you have a you have a show a day. So uh starting with Earthquake Hurricane, of course that's uh on May 3rd. Okay, well, this is maybe a couple of days before so we're pretending May th- it's May 3rd today. So tonight yeah. Earthquake Hurricane, which, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite live shows to see. I love seeing it. And you guys are going to be at Bossa Nova Ballroom.
0: Yeah. So venue change for the festival. Pretty nice. nice.
1: Yeah. Because normally, it, Wednesday nights are the normal night, right? Mm-hmm. Earthquake mm-hmm. Hurricane. And so uh, so now it's you guys are pretty much opening up the whole... The whole festival,
0: yeah, and they got to do it. They got to do it last year too, before I was brought on, and it was like a great kickoff to the festival. Um, so I think I think they like having that because it's also the fact that it's a Wednesday night show. It's nice that our regular folks can make it because they always have yeah. Wednesday, car- Wednesday carved out and then for anybody who's just trying to get like a little taste, it's like an earlier show, like a 7.30 show on oh, a Wednesday yeah. night. So,
2: Well, it is nice too because especially on a Wednesday because everyone is waiting at this point. Like it's Monday. It's like, all right, it's Bridgetown week. Let's get it started mm-hmm. already. Like you're, it gets kind of impatient as you're waiting for the shows to start off and you don't have to wait until Thursday. You can go on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, you have the Ben Harkins with Ben Harkins. Yeah.
1: The devil on the Ben Harkins with Ben Harkins. Yeah.
2: I like it. And that's happening at the analog, which is actually just down the street from us. So what what kind of show is this one? I think
0: it's just a kind of um, a show about Ben Harkins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every set's about Ben Harkins. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we all have to riff and Rose Ben Harkins. <laughs> um, I think it's mostly just a, a showcase. And a lot of um, local comics were given showcases. Um, and Milan Patel has one. And a bunch of local shows mm-hmm. have their own. Becky Bronstein has her own. and
1: Robbie's got one, too. Yeah, Robbie's yeah. got his own
0: show. Um, so I think this is just kind of a, a showcase comics mm-hmm. yeah. from all over. But nice. they're really trying to... Um, Give local comics the opportunity to host and have their have their own shows. um, Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
2: Well, what's cool this other one too that you're doing at Analog on Friday is uh, basically like diamonds, like the best hidden gems of comedy. So these are staff picks. You got picked for the show. It's called Festival Darlings. Yeah, which means that the staff looked at it. They're like, all right, this is somebody that we want to highlight. Which must be such like a huge compliment, considering you know how many people apply. And, you know, to be picked up and be like, this is something you need to see.
0: Yeah, I think they said the numbers when you get accepted, they said something like for every person who was accepted, I think 10. Were, wow. Were they had to turn away. Um. So, yeah, it felt really good. And I, I just like the word darling a lot. <laughs> 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 just kind of like a non-gendered term of endearment. It totally. is. It's a sweet term. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for that show. I'm...
1: Festival darling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturday is Immigration Nation at the Siren Theater. The Siren Theater, that's a newer venue this year, right? Was it
0: last year? They did improv shows. There. Did they? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. They didn't do stand. And where where is the Siren Theater? Why am I? That's an old town. Um, it's like I f- remember. Yeah. Fourth and Davis or something.
1: Uh, Third and Davis. Third and Davis. Yep. Okay, I just looked yep. it up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool because there's more downtown venues this year too with yep, Paris, Paris. Yeah, which we were talking about Paris earlier today. It's it's nice to see it back as an actual theater yeah. compared to what it was for the last <laughs> <laughs> have however you, many years.
0: Have you been in there yet?
1: No, huh? no. It, it's, not it, not since it changed. It smells well.
0: like. Oh, cleaning supplies! Just <laughs> pure, it just smells like straight pine sol in I can there. only oh, imagine God, how, how much bleach.
2: Yeah, I went in uh, once accidentally when uh, <laughs> we talked about this during a SantaCon when they when they did like the SantaCon, and I think we had to use the bathroom or something. And we were just like, let's go to the Paris theater because it'd be funny. And that was when it was the the live sex show uh, kind of movie thing going on. Yeah, I can never unsee that. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they cleaned it thoroughly.
0: Yeah, and now it's got this kind of kitsch aspect to it, like formerly a porn theater. Yeah, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is a selling point
1: in Portland. So that's going to be – Let's see. Yeah, that's the Saturday show. So that's. Oh, well, that's
2: the Paris. The siren that we know has me. not been a porn theater.
1: Sorry, my bad. Yes, siren as Yes, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. We don't know, although it is Portland. So probably at some point it was it a porn It is theater. Portland and it's um, downtown.
2: It's Old Town, which means everything was probably a brothel at some point or another. At some
1: point, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Rich history. Yes. <laughs>
2: Super rich history. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but Immigration Nation. So that's going to be that night. It says A night of comedy from the unique perspectives of comics where immigrants are the children of immigrants. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, acknowledgement of uh, minority groups throughout this festival. Mm. Very which is cool. really, really great. A lot of theme shows for every group. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love uh, seeing, checking out well, the past few years, seeing uh, The New Negroes. Yeah. That's one of my oh, yeah. favorite showcases. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this final one that you're emceeing is the palindrome fight. I want to know about this because I do love me a good palindrome.
0: I, I think it's I've heard it referred to as the World Championship of Palindromes. Uh, <laughs> How does
2: one go about this?
0: Uh, Mark Saltfight, who's a comic, is, I think, maybe a or the champ reigning champion know, nationally or internationally of palindromes. Um, I guess it'd have to be national if it's all in English.
1: Yeah, I didn't even um, know there was a competition for this.
0: I mean, it's kind of esoteric, kind I mean, yeah. it's like, in yeah. the same vein of crossword champions mm. and right. that kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to be emceeing that. And then at one point. The audience gives suggestions for for topics for palindromes, and then um, folks go backstage, and while they're actually working on full palindromes, like sentence-long palindromes, um, there's going to be a stand-up showcase, and at the end, everybody brings out their palindromes, and the audience gets to judge, and we get to pick a winner.
2: Wow, I'm just looking at this, Mike Kaplan.
1: Yeah, Kaplan's got to be yeah, a.
0: He
2: might be a solid winner. I heard he's he has a, a master's favorite. in linguistics. Oh my so. gosh, he yeah. is like the most wordsmith. I'm, speaking- I'm not a wordsmith. He's the most wordsmithy person that I know. Like every time, because he's, he's a he's a buddy of ours, and he just mm-hmm. writes these just whimsical. I I could see him just doing so well at it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I that's think that's going to be a tough competition, though. I I I, I think well, you would probably, have you had to, to, to rank it, it, maybe you put Mike up there just. Just at the top. But that's going to be tough all, all around. And
0: it might be – since not a lot of people regularly practice palindrops, it might be like a Goodwill hunting situation when someone mm-hmm. who had no idea yeah. about to just like – Palindrome like out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like the rain man of palindromes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start writing on a chalkboard and maybe
1: on the wall. you chose just goodwill hunting. That I like that as a verb now. I'm gonna, I want to use that. So since you're
2: emceeing, <laughs> does that mean? Do you, are you planning on any palindromy things for your emceeing?
0: I've been invited to also write my own palindrome, which I'm, which I would like to try. I've nope. never really yeah. tried to write a palindrome. No, is this something that you think people are
2: like working on right now? Like before it,
0: they're not going to know the topics. <gasps> That's true. Yeah, they have to know the
2: topics. No
1: cheating. Yeah. No cheating. Yeah.
2: Okay. That sounds like something.
1: Okay. That sounds, no, that, this one sounds awesome. I want to check that out. Yeah. Just sure, to see sure. how it goes. Because the thing is, even if somebody does horribly, it's still going to be funny.
0: Right. You know, it's just going to be really s- sadly <laughs> short. <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess, Yeah. <laughs>
2: like a three word sentence. Right.
1: Like, <laughs> it's
0: a palindrome. That's a success. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming in today, too. You know, and, yeah, of and having Thanks some time having to come in and talk to us. Um, let's see. So, BridgetownComedy.com. That's where you can get your tickets.
2: But, Katie, you have a great website. So uh, if people want to go and check out any of your your improv, your sketch comedy, your comedy, anything else you put out, where would be the best place to go? Would it be?
0: Yeah, I would check the website, katie-win, N-G-U-Y-E-N, dot com. And that has links to my Twitter and my Insta and um, wherever I'll be and photos and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to – Get all up on me. So. <laughs> figuratively, figuratively. Yes,
1: right, totally. yes. So,
2: please don't touch her. Just on yeah. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the internet.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, go check that out and go see Katie at Bridgetown. Uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival is awesome. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners have been and are going this year, but if you never have, do it. Like, you will – just do yourself a favor. There's a
2: reason why we say that it's, a, like, one of our favorite weeks of the year. It's yeah. Because it is so – it's awesome. And not just because we know a lot of – we know a lot of people in it. It's because it's so entertaining and so many – different types of comedy, different places to see it.
1: Well, and like great. like Katie said, what is it? 1 out of 10 people or whatever get get upset, accepted into this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that means the talent pool is really amazing and all these shows are so close together you can go see all of them. Well, I can't see all of them. That's the problem actually. Mm-hmm. You got to whittle it down. But there's a lot to see. So, uh, definitely get some tickets and go check it out. That's Katie... my,
2: That's my favorite is getting the hard copy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then going through and that's like yeah, we'll what's the down uh, Greg and I whenever we get them every year we'll get our hard copy. Like, sit down at a bar, like, near the venue, get a beer, and, like, sit there in a circle and, like, try to map out exactly what we want it's to do idea. for the day. Oh, it's it's so much fun. I honestly look forward to, it. Like, all right, well, this is what's happening here, but this person's going to be on this show later, and then we can do this. And then kind of take some time to figure out exactly where you want to go and figure out the map.
1: Get a get yeah, a mental fine. map going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make, you,
2: make
0: your your wristband worth it. Exactly. Yeah. it's yeah. yeah. everywhere.
1: Definitely. Well, Katie, thank you so much, and uh, looking forward to seeing you this week.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having oh, me. thank cool.
1: you. All right, back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio.
0: You're listening to the Fun
1: Employment Radio Network. There we go. Katie Wynn right here on Fun Employment Radio. Awesome. She is cool.
2: Yeah, she's really cool.
1: Yeah, so check out all of her shows, BridgetownComedy.com. As we just said, uh, Sarah.
2: Yes, Greg. Should
1: we do a little bit of World of Crazy? Are
2: you sure that you don't want to talk any more about squirrels?
1: Uh, I did talk about squirrels quite a bit.
2: You talked about squirrels so much. Like, I, I don't do think kind I've, of want ever. one. I think that you've, like, started to convince yourself that you want one.
1: I think I want a pet. And now I'm starting to look at, like, I'm getting, like, pet envy. I just think
2: you're a little lonely.
1: Oh, wow. That's so sad.
2: I didn't mean to speak so truthfully. I'm sorry.
1: But I want to be the squirrel guy.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. That'll give you an identity. I'm the squirrel man. (laughs) No, because then we'd be like too Portlandy. Because it would be like that fun employment radio featuring Sarah X Dylan and the guy with the squirrel, squirrel guy. No,
1: Sam. We could keep him here at the studio. He can just stay here. Probably chew through some pipes or something.
2: Oh my God! And then he would like die, and then it would smell in here. We'd never, we never get the find dead him. Squirrel yeah. smell out. Yeah,
1: be back up in the like. Soundproofing or something yeah. somewhere. He probably,
2: yeah, he'd probably nestle in the soundproofing and we'd never like find nest. him. Yeah. Because it's like super lumpy in our soundproofing anyway, and then there'd be like a squirrel corpse and it would smell really <laughs> we'd bad. We'd
1: never find him, yeah. Oh. oh, Sam.
2: Oh, see, he's dead even before it began. <laughs> Hello, my friends. <laughs> I my name is him. <laughs> Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Got a first up. First up, got a beer story, Greg.
1: Okay. Beer. About Finished worthy beer? beer?
2: Not about Worthy Beer, but uh, that is one of my favorite kinds of beer.
1: Indeed. Worthy Brewing is the fine sponsor of the Fun Employment Radio Green Room. They sure are. Uh, Actually, we, we just talked to uh, AJ from Worthy Brewing this morning, and they have a brand new beer, the uh, Stoker Red. Mm. It's Looks great. I have not tried it yet. I am excited to try it. We need to probably
2: try it just so we can tell people how amazing it is. I think,
1: I mean, the product's supposed to go to the comedians, but I mean, how can we hand it off to comedians if we don't know exactly what it, it tastes like? It would not
2: like? be the responsible thing to do. No,
1: no. I mean, I would feel very irresponsible to pass off morally something that I haven't... obligated. Yes, we have to try the worthy we have beer. To try the beer. And that's, I mean, it's just our, our responsibility to do that, so... I mean, I hope he doesn't get mad, but we're going to have to maybe crack open a couple of those.
2: I think it, it just makes sense. Okay, it will. Okay. Well, Worthy no, Brewing. No, this is about uh, worthybrewing.com. Check it
1: out. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: All right. Uh, so this isn't about Worthy Brewing, but this is a Finnish brewery uh, named Nokian Panimo. It's a popular Finland.
1: Nokian. What is it?
2: Nokian Panimo. Okay. Uh, Popular Finnish brewery. All right has now introduced not the six pack not the 12 pack not the 24 pack but the 1000 pack of beer
1: a 1000 pack of beer
2: a 1000 pack of beer okay a brewery in finland has introduced a new solution for its exceptionally thirsty customers looking to purchase beer in bulk so it's a 1000 pack of a beer it's L- called kesari beer which is made available for purchase at Finland's K supermarket chain of stores. Which is wait, you can
1: buy se- it at a supermarket? Like, I don't understand. Why is this unique? Like, you're just buying a whole bunch of beer.
2: It's one giant case of beer.
1: Is there a picture of this? I, I know, I know the podcast, yeah. but
2: yeah, if you you can. So, it so it's all in one packaging. All in one box. <laughs> uh, so they they insist that it's not a joke. This thousand pack is available for purchase. Uh, each massive case of beer. Sells for the price of about uh two thousand three hundred and forty six dollars. Okay. Which shakes out to uh, a little over two bucks a beer.
1: Okay. That's still not that cheap for buying a an entire like a thousand beers, you'd think you'd get like a discounted rate on that.
2: Yeah, you'd think they'd be like a thousand beers for a thousand dollars or something. You know, it does seem a little greedy. Yeah. A little greedy. All right, but uh, just want to let you know that's the thing. Did you find the picture? I did. Mm-hmm. I did.
1: Yes, it, it is a picture of a giant case. It just seems very impractical. In it's it. just
2: very impractical.
1: Really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
2: All right. Well, just want to let you know that's the thing that
1: exists. Thank All you. right.
2: At a Cape Coral, Florida. Wait, is this
1: two thousand dollars U.S. or is it two thousand?
2: There's a dollar sign in front of this, so it says. It, I think they estimated for. The United States for for the U.S. dollar. Okay. So $2,346 for a 1,000 beers. Fair enough. All right. Next out of Cape Coral, Florida, police in southwest Florida say they have arrested a naked man who was running around on the streets attacking mailboxes with a machete.
1: Oh, wow. Because,
2: of course, it's Florida. Uh, So the press reports that 36-year-old Yudier Sosa was arrested this past weekend in a Cape Coral neighborhood. Officers say that Sosa was taken into custody without incident. But his cousin was also arrested after she charged at officers in an, att- in an attempt to prevent him from being arrested. Uh, police say that both Sosa and his cousin had been in the area for a party and both were extremely intoxicated. <laughs> and well, decided so- to take
1: the machete out and... And
2: take off the clothes. Okay. And find the machete. All right. Uh, Sosa faces charges of aggravated assault and criminal mischief, and his cousin is charged with resisting arrest... Uh, jail records don't have attorneys listed for either of them. There was no explanation as to why he decided to remove his clothing and or where he got the machete.
1: Okay. But I mean, you know, that can happen. I could see how things could escalate to that.
2: Things escalate quickly? Yeah. You think a typical Saturday night for you is like... Uh, no. Having a couple Worthy beers and then all of a sudden you're naked <laughs> let's running for neighborhood with a machete? not
1: the name of Worthy in this. No,
2: well, I'm not. I'm just saying you seem to think that it's plausible.
1: I've never owned a machete. But it seems like something I would.
2: Yeah, I mean, you own a crossbow. That's I
1: do have gross. a crossbow. And I have a bow and arrow now.
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know, Greg.
1: I want to shoot it so bad, but there's nowhere to shoot it. I'm not going to do that. I know that's a weapon, and I shouldn't joke about it, but I really want to shoot it somewhere. I can't shoot it at my house, though.
2: Just don't shoot it at your house.
1: Yeah, I can shoot it in the basement.
2: Okay, just let's stop thinking of things in places that you can shoot your arrow. I'll stop talking. Okay. A health club in Britain, this is just one of those, uh, you know how they're always doing like gimmicks for exercise things? Like it, there was like the yelling, like the swearing yoga and the beer drinking yoga. Oh, that yeah, stuff. that's right. Well, now there's a new one. And these seem to mostly be coming yeah, out one of, of our England.
1: Dwayne, Dwayne or Sebastian went and recorded some audio at one of the swearing yoga you're things.
2: You're right. Yeah. Oh, God bless our Canadian friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So this one's in London. So if you're going to be there, actually, we know somebody who's going to be in London later today. Our little friend Jessica. Oh. Yeah, she's going to be there.
1: And she's going to go do yoga when she gets there? No,
2: I don't think, I believe she's not going to be doing I yoga. I kind of doubt it. But this isn't yoga. I was just talking about exercise in general. Okay. So a health club in Britain is now testing out a new class that they are calling Napper Size, which is a class encouraging calorie burning while taking an afternoon nap. Wow. Napper Size. Uh, David Lloyd Fitness Clubs in London say uh, its multiple locations are testing out a napper size class, which involves about 15 minutes. People just
1: believe everything? Are people paying for this, too, probably?
2: Yes, of course. Which involves about 15 minutes of relaxation-oriented exercise, paired with 45 minutes of napping in a room filled with beds. I don't want to be napping in...
1: Why doesn't a bar just work out some kind of thing where they say it's some new form of exercise?
2: Like lifting the pint? Yeah, lifting the pint Mm -hmm. or
1: and then charge people to come into the bar well, Greg, to pay I mean, for beer.
2: This is I thought this was kind of up your alley because since you never sleep maybe you could take a napper size class because it says uh, the reason why they do uh, why they are offering this I don't sleep this. and that's
1: why I dream of having squirrels for pets.
2: Yes, uh, the reason why they are offering this is not only to separate stupid people from their money but they also cite data indicating that 86% of British folks suffer from fatigue and 26% regularly say they get less than 5 hours of sleep every night. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so uh, the guy, uh, the British man, I'm sure, who came up with this idea at the for NapperSize says, Here at David Lloyd Clubs, we're always looking for new ways to. T- I can't do my accent today. We're always looking for new ways to tackle the issues that everyday families face, which is what
1: NapperSize sets out to do. How much do people pay for this?
2: Uh, I don't know. It says filling an exercise studio with beds might look unusual, but if it proves to be a success, we're definitely excited of the possibility of rolling out the program on clubs all over the world. I mean,
1: he's smart. He doesn't have to do anything other than, yeah, pay me money, come in here and take a nap. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all he does. There's no, like, exercises or... It
2: says they're relaxation-oriented
1: techniques. Oh, yeah. So they play, like, some soothing music or something.
2: Yeah. And they lay down. So he's
1: basically running out that of bed. That seems
2: like the least relaxing thing ever. Trying to like to be completely vulnerable in a room full of strangers. Oh
1: yeah, I would not want to close my eyes. No, because there's going to be some nut job in there who's not sleeping and is just looking at everybody else. There's somebody that goes there and they like pretend like they're sleeping, but their eyes are still like squinting and open. Why and would they're you, watching that didn't other even people. occur
2: to me? That's just that shows how your brain works. Yeah, I would be worried. That's what somebody's doing. A, like someone's watching you sleep. Uh-huh. That's what you think somebody would do.
1: Yes, somebody. I guarantee there's a sleep watcher that goes into that <gasps> class.
2: Sumon, that's the best idea. Sumon says, Have you heard about this new trend of podcaster size? You pay money to listen to a podcast and you lose weight. Okay, Greg, I like it. We're the weight loss podcast. Okay. Oh, that's on to something. Sumon,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, you may have a deal there. Okay, we'll work on that.
2: For subscribers only? Yes. I mean, they get the special weight loss segments. <laughs> the way- but I mean, yes. the people who just listen for free, like. We still love you. We love Sorry, you just as yeah, much. We
1: just don't care about your health as much.
2: But we're more concerned about yeah. other people's health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, we need to do that. That's genius. That okay. is so stupid and gimmicky. All right, work it on it. It would fucking you, this work.
1: Sounds like it's right up your alley to hone this thing.
2: What can we do? Okay, yeah, I'm going to think about that because right, I feel like we can do it. something with that. That's a good gimmick. All right, and speaking of gimmicks, I now conclude with a new utensil that McDonald's has created, and it's called a fork. What? A fork. F R O K. Can I guess what it is? Yes.
1: So so it's a utensil?
2: It's a fork.
1: A fork. Okay. Well, obviously there's a spoon and a fork in there.
2: Why is there obviously a spoon?
1: Uh, spork, I was thinking it was along those lines, but then, okay, so fork. What would the FR be? Oh, is it is it a fry? A fry and a fork? No, that wouldn't it work. Absolutely
2: it absolutely is. is, Greg. No shit. I am so proud yes. of you.
1: Feeling pretty great.
2: Um, yeah, so it's a fork, And it's a new utensil that they're launching with their new sandwiches. Because, of course, gimmicks get talking faces like me to report on stupid things. Fast food giant McDonald's has introduced its new fork. Now it's been out uh, for a couple days now. The utensil uses. Now, how do you think one makes the fork? All right. Well, I'm just going to. I don't you. know. So what I don't if, know. What I, it I don't like, know that wizardry. What it looks like is basically uh, like a barbecue, like meat baster. Okay. Like with the with the like little bristles. Bristles, but instead of like with the bristles removed, and instead you put fries <laughs> into where the whole, where the bristles would have been.
1: And then what do you do with it?
2: So you use the. It use the fries as the prongs on the fork.
1: What are you eating with it, though?
2: Well, the utensil uses French fries as prongs and was introduced to the chain's new signature sandwiches, which are customizable burgers and chicken sandwiches featuring flavors like pico guacamole sweet barbecue bacon and maple bacon dijon. The fork is meant to pick up sandwich toppings that you spill and you can eat them and eat the, you know, the fry prongs.
1: That's kind of a wasted use of a of a fork, though. Wouldn't you want it for like mashed potatoes or something?
2: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you can...
1: To pick up toppings that fall off of your burger?
2: Well, I mean, toppings are delicious and they kind of will be an accent to the fry fries I prongs. don't like toppings. All right, well, then clearly the fork is not for you.
1: Yeah, I'm upset by this.
2: Yeah, I bet you could make... You know what I bet you could do? I bet you could get a fork uh-huh. and shove it full of Cheetos. I bet you'd like that one. No. Greg, what's that bag right
1: there? Stop it, Sarah. It's I'm going to the gym. Call out my shame on the show.
2: Forks will be available at participating in McDo- uh, restaurants. Uh, so this is happening on May 5th is when they'll be available. So check out your local McDonald's or not and find your own fork today. All right. And that, my friends,
1: is your world crazy. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, as we said, it is Bridgetown Comedy Week, and we have a lot of guests coming up over the next couple of days. So, if you're a live listener, the next couple of days are going to be kind of screwy. Um, I'm not quite sure what time we'll go on there to- tomorrow, but we'll- it'll be sometime in the eleven o'clock hour. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so we won't be doing the normal thing where we go a little bit early.
2: Who do we have tomorrow?
1: Uh, tomorrow, I know. I think it's Gabe Dingers coming in and like- Mike feel- Kaplan. Right, yes. uh,
2: Mike Kaplan is yep at twelve thirty. Gabe's at
1: Noon. Cool. And there may be somebody else in the morning, too. I don't, I don't recall. And then Friday. It's Billy Wayne. Billy Wayne Davis, uh, Caitlin Weirhauser, and Baron, Baron Vaughn will be coming in. And that's just who we know. I mean, they, I have no doubt there's going to be somebody else added in. And especially once the uh, comedians get into town, the ones that are traveling here. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll bring a friend with them. Another comedian, and we'll just be like, "Hey, surprise! Here's somebody else too." So it's it's so much. We'll bump into
2: each other at the airport, and like for example, like Mike's flying in tomorrow, and like he'll probably see someone he knows, and like, "Hey, you want to share a cab?"
1: Yeah, come, and then my, they'll come. Yeah, yeah and then they'll come here. Yeah, it's just it's so much fun, and we we really look forward to it every year. So get your tickets, to and we'll be going out to shows. Uh, to Sarah, might be going to the show tonight. I'm um, gonna
2: try to go to the show tonight, but I mean, if not tonight, then definitely yeah tomorrow night. Yeah, night, yeah,
1: yeah, night. totally. Yeah. Uh huh. So uh, all of that is happening, and yeah. Uh, I don't have a ton of ball talk, but we can do a little bit of ball. I'll just do two things. There's not a lot happening in the world of balls. But I'll give you these two. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Uh, First up, this. And he's okay. I want to preface it by saying he's okay, but holy shit. Uh, Brandon Roy, former trailblazer, great Brandon Roy. He's now the head coach of a high school basketball team, although they were the number one team in the country. In Seattle, was down in L.A. Uh, at his grandmother's house, apparently, and he was shot in the leg.
2: Oh my god! By
1: a stray bullet or a, a something. I mean, the story is still coming out. Where does he live? Uh, he well, he lives in Seattle. Okay, he's from Seattle.
2: Did this happen in?
1: This happened in L.A.
2: Okay, oh he was down,
1: His grandma, his grandmother, lives in L.A. And I guess he was down there, and uh, apparently two people opened fire, and Roy was one of four people who uh, who were hit. And Sorry, the audio's playing on the background there. He um, was one of four people who were hit. I guess he was trying to shield some kids at the time. Uh, there were no deaths, but there were some people hit, and he was one of the people hit. Sounds like he was shot in the leg.
2: Oh, man. And he was treated. Is everybody in, else okay?
1: It's uh, From what I've read, I mean, the story is just coming out. It's just been kind of released today because I think this happened last night. And uh, yeah, I, I think everybody's okay. He's already on his way back to Seattle. Yeah. I, may have, he, I think he's already back in Seattle. Oh, okay. So he was treated in Southern California and returned to Seattle while he recovers. Uh, but yeah, totally crazy. I mean, Brandon Roy was shot. Brandon Roy is fucking awesome. Yeah,
2: Brandon Roy is amazing. Yeah,
1: Brandon Brandon Roy for... If he ran for mayor, I would vote for him in a second. And I don't even know what he stands for. But he's goddamn Brandon Roy. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of weird. But he is, he is okay. And The other thing I wanted to bring up is just this. Just the NBA playoffs are going on. And... <coughs> excuse me. Somebody who I am now looking really forward to watching is another person from Seattle who now plays for Boston, Isaiah Thomas. hmm And... He's the guy, you know, it, there was, of course, the tragedy that happened a couple of weeks ago with his sister passed away in a car accident right before the playoffs were about to start, or right during the playoffs. Um, and then he, he he got a tooth knocked out the other night. There's a bunch of images of that, of, of him with his tooth being knocked out. Oh, geez. But this dude is playing out of his mind. And he scored 53 points last night against the Washington Wizards. But the best part, why I want to watch him, is he's talking a lot of shit on the court. Like he is he's every time he's hitting shots, he's mean mugging people, he's getting in other people's heads. That's the fun that I like to watch.
2: Oh that's the stuff that I absolutely oh, yeah. do not like to yeah. watch.
1: Yeah, he's getting everybody all worked up and it's it's awesome. So Isaiah Thomas, the Boston Celtics, I would suggest watching that game if you see it on. Just to watch him.
2: Okay. Done and done. Yes.
1: Also he's short and that's makes him that's cool. That's why Yeah, okay. I like I like the short guys. I always support the short now guys. That makes more sense. You know, I'm a spud web man. Spud Webb was my guy. Okay. Mugsy Bogues, too, but Spud Webb, dude. Spud Webb was awesome. I would wear a Spud Webb jersey right now. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, so our podcaster size,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we do need to work this out. We need to coin I mean, that. I don't phrase. think it needs
2: to be very uh like in depth. Like all we just need to say is basically like hey, you know, if you listen to this show, it has been clinically proven to help you lose unwanted pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think I think we could do something with this. Podcaster size.
2: Podcaster size.
1: Yeah, and then cause uh Podcaster
2: size. Yeah.
1: Podcaster size?
2: Yeah, podcaster size. Okay. The emphasis on the
1: Podcaster? podcaster size podcaster size mm-hmm. that is available podcaster size podcast e r c i z e
2: yeah, however, you spell exercise, but with podcast
1: okay okay, I think we can I think we should make this uh Eddie was saying we should just add in um add in different uh things like throughout it throughout the show just be like all right, you're doing great now, just uh, push a little harder another ten minutes, so anyway, blah blah blah, and just like pepper that Does everybody stuff in? do
2: uh, air punches for ten seconds ready.
1: You are really big on air punches, and I don't get it. I will see Sarah. This is behind the scenes. Sarah sometimes will get on some kick where she thinks she's doing exercises do it, in the just, green room, yeah. Like when we're prepping, and she does like core. she'll do like air punches or like weird arm motions that she's created. Flex your
2: core. you're doing great.
1: She's like created her own little exercises. We may have to do a video of your exercises.
2: We will never do a video of my exercises. I think that's
1: absolutely what that's, we need to do. Will
2: never happen. That is just. A stupid thing to say, and stop talking about it.
1: Sarah's air punches.
2: Air punches are good.
1: Great Why? attention. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad necessarily, but I don't understand how the air punches come into it. But anyway, yes, do some air punches. Ten seconds. Podcaster size.
2: I mean, how good would that be? Like, not only do you get laughter, but we can all, you know, get a little more fit together.
1: Yeah. Okay, well there it is. We've coined it. Also, podcaster sizecom is now going to be going to funemploymentradio.com. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> oh, sure I have an addiction. Right. Um,
2: Podcasterci.
1: Well, it's not yet. It will be in about 20 minutes.
2: It's, it's a word that doesn't even exist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 two zero thank you so much everyone for tuning into fun employment radio we really really do appreciate it uh you are all lovely and we have tons of episodes to listen to right there at funemploymentradio.com or on itunes if you uh hit the subscribe button on itunes that's always a great way to help support us just because it uh it pushes us up the ranking so other people will find the mm. show and thank you for finding our show um, you can also pick up a sweatshirt. I'll say this: funemploymentradio.com/slash store. Limited time only. We've got our pre-sale for brand new hoodie zip-up sweatshirts right there for you to purchase. I am
2: so excited because, like, yep. you know, if other people get sweatshirts, then it means we're also getting sweatshirts, and I can't wait. I love me a good new sweatshirt. Absolutely. Never worn before. Oh, like yeah. A, like, a brand new shiny zipper where yeah. you just zip it up, and it's like, this is mine. Yeah. You're going to live on me for a while. Ew. You're just mine
1: That's gross You know what you we could do though If you did get a Fun Employment Radio sweatshirt Perfect place to put a squirrel
2: Oh yeah The, the pockets mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah. Big, those some...
1: I'm gonna trap me a squirrel today Please don't I'm not gonna hurt it I wanna become friends with it
2: Okay That's not the way you, That you become friends with something By trapping it
1: Well You know I mean I don't know how else I'm gonna get it I'm gonna snatch it And I'll train it to Sit on my shoulder Say I'm the squirrel this is Squirrel Man. Signing off. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it.
2: It doesn't. It has a terrible You'll ring. See me ring at your local
1: bar too. walking around with my squirrel sitting in the corner by myself. Alright, thanks so much everybody for tuning in. Maybe I am lonely. We'll be back tomorrow with more <laughs> Fun Employment Radio <laughs> You're listening to the
0: Fun Employment Radio Network.